Welcome to the I Am Persuaded podcast with Travis Shelton. Our desire is to provide weekly encouragement and biblical truths so that you too can be persuaded that He is able. Thanks for joining us on this episode. Now, let's hear what Pastor Travis has to say. Welcome back to the I Am Persuaded podcast. I'm thankful you tune in with me each and every Friday, and I surely hope these these episodes and these discussions have been a blessing in your life. And uh, last week we were sitting with Matt, and I'm here again with Matt again today, and uh, we discussed social media, its blessings and its curses. And so, Matt, today we're going to continue that discussion. It's weird that I've been just been sitting here for an entire week waiting for this next episode to drop, but uh, it really flew by for you. For you, I will do it. Yeah. Sat here all week waiting on this. Uh, happy so, to be here. Yeah. So it's good to have him back, and uh, I really enjoyed our last conversation and our discussion on social media, and I think I got some help from that, and so I really hope you did as well and got some encouragement and just some information about social media and its factors and how it can be used for good, but also how it can be used for bad. So today we're going to pick up with a question, and why are these platforms free? So if you'll notice, you download these, and they're free on every device, and you just sign up with your email, and so Matt, why are they free? Here's a good tip for life that <laughs> I think we would all benefit from. Yeah. Stop and think. Okay. So we all get, I know we all get sucked right into the, the using and the, the just constant nature of these things. But for a moment, ponder, why would a company design this wonderful and beautiful and amazing and incredible piece of technology hmm. and give it to me for free? Yeah. Are they just charitable organizations do they seek the happiness of humankind and so they just give away all this wonderful technology it really does make you think about it right it does yeah so is this like mother Teresa running this these organizations mm. she just she just wants to benefit all of mankind and make them happy and smile yeah. I think if anybody with the a, a a foot on the surface of reality would have to say uh, I don't I don't think that's their motivation yeah they're probably not just trying to make people laugh yeah um so what is the motivation? There was a, a quote that I, and you read it too, in the information that we, we used to research this. Um, somebody said, if you are not a paying customer, then you are the product. Mm. Yeah. So if you're not paying for a service, then you are being, you're the one that's being used mm. as a service, as yeah. a resource. And so what it comes down to is these companies benefit from your attention. Yeah. So, and you know, that's kind of flattering when you think about it, that I, as a human being, if I, if I stick my face into a screen and give it my attention, that's worth something to somebody, you know, that gives yeah. me kind of a sense of value. But the fact that people are capitalizing on your looks, yeah. capitalizing on your time. And so advertisers, and I think we've seen here recently, there's a lot of information that's hit the news about TikTok. Yeah, for sure. There are not just some businesses looking to to benefit themselves from an advertising perspective, but there are some pretty bad, nefarious hmm. forces at work here yeah, for sure. that are trying to, you know, there's the idea this has been around for a long time of data harvesting. Mm-hmm. Basically, they, they use these free apps to monitor you and mm-hmm. your conversations and your activities and your yeah. purchases and your likes and your dislikes. And so based on all this data, people can you know, find out more about you from a marketing perspective, but they can also invade your privacy Yeah, in a way. And, uh, you know, you're seeing, you got the communist Chinese who are basically using these things to spread propaganda to Americans that they consider to be vulnerable to that kind of information. Yeah. And so, you know, we've, we see ourselves as just kind of innocent 
bystanders sometimes with these things that we're able to enjoy. But uh, a lot of times we give these companies, these outside forces, incredible insight and access yeah. into the most personal areas of our lives. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's because they're, they're capitalizing on it. Yeah, for sure. And so that really is something that should raise a red flag for us. Yeah. And uh, help us to, to guide the ways that we, we use these things. You are not the customer. Yeah. You are the product. The product. Yeah, for sure. And back at the TikTok thing, I was I was reading something from another Christian uh, guy on the internet yesterday, I believe it was, and he had posted on TikTok spreading of the gospel, mm. and they censored it and took it down. Wow. And so it kind of goes back to the communist China. They're, yeah. They don't like the spreading of the gospel. Yeah. They don't want that. And so if they're in control of what we're posting on there and they have the, the right to take it down, yeah. I mean, that's something that probably we should not be using. You know, and you see a lot, this is probably a discussion for another time, but you see a lot of the censorship yeah. On social media. Yes. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube has decided what information is inappropriate for their viewers. And a lot of times that's stuff about our basic beliefs. Yeah, for sure. As far as the, the right for the unborn to live. Yeah. You know, that's something that we hold is just a basic uh, God-given right. Yeah. But they're censoring this information, saying yeah. it's 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 a fringe belief that's unsuitable for people to see. Yeah. And so these companies, they've really been brilliant because oh, yeah. they've been given legal protection against mm-hmm. lawsuits. Yeah. But at the same time, they've, you know, they, they want to be treated like they're a public utility, yeah. like your phone company or your power company or your water company. Yeah. But at the same time, they want the right to censor mm. um, speech, viewpoints that they disagree with. Yeah. And for me, that doesn't quite jive in my mind. So I think yeah. you're probably going to see some, some legal, oh, for sure. legal cases that come out, and uh, there's going to be changes one way or another for, yeah. for good or for bad. There's going to be changes coming very soon. Uh, it's not even TikTok, speaking of that. I mean, if you look at Facebook and Twitter, I've got some pastor friends that they'll post very vocally about abortion and about uh, redesigning, redesign, re- the world trying to redesign God's blueprint for marriage. Yeah, right. And they'll post stuff like that, and they'll go in what's called Facebook jail or yeah. Twitter jail, where you can't post for a month or yeah. a couple of weeks. And so it's it's really getting down to all the apps and to where they can pick and choose what you post. And it's really trying to silence really our basic beliefs because yeah. you don't see the, I don't want to go this far, but the leftist and the liberal side of things, you don't see them silencing that stuff. That's right. It's really the things that we biblical, uh, the biblical principles that we hold so valuable to our faith. Yeah. We try to vocalize those. They try to censor that. It's really de- it's designed to have an intimidating of impact on yeah. us. If you look at the statistics, I'm afraid we're venturing off into a new discussion are, here. But, yeah. but if you look at the statistics about Americans who are against abortion, or at least against late-term abortion, yeah. it's about 50% of our country yeah. who says, hey, abortion, especially in the latter part of pregnancy, is wrong. Yeah. But these censors want us to feel like we're in the the very small minority mm, that yeah, we've got some kind sure. of extreme view yeah um when really it's it could be if you take all the factors into into play it could be the majority view of Americans yeah for are sure. against extreme abortion in the late phases of of pregnancy yeah so I think obviously Satan is at work here oh yeah and so if he is able to use these these forces to intimidate us mm-hmm. from standing up for what we know is right yeah. Wow, we've got a. It's not just a, yeah. a social media battle. It's not just a culture battle. It's a spiritual battle a spiritual that warfare, we're dealing with here, for sure. Yeah, and I think Satan is behind working in all of it, 
and trying to silence us for the gospel because he knows as a Christian, I mean, he can't take us to hell with him. That's right. So what's he going to do? He's going to silence us from the spreading of the gospel and use whatever tool we're trying to use to use people behind that to silence us as Christians so that our narrative, our gospel is not going forward. Yeah. And he's using it because he knows how much we use these apps. You think about James talking about the the roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Yeah. It's not that he's going to destroy us in our spiritual standing with God, but he he neutralizes our effectiveness. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what he's trying to do. Yeah, for sure. And so I think that'll send us into the next question here as we speak about what are some practical steps to have a healthier perspective and relationship with social media. And so we've talked about there's a lot of good, there's a lot of bad. And so if we look at this from a parent and a student mindset, what are some healthy perspectives we can come into to have a good, healthy relationship with it? I think the first word to consider is limits. Yeah. So just like anything, anything that's even good when taken in excess can become bad. Yeah. And so for adults, for single people, for co- you know, college-age people who are kind of out on their own, they've got to impose their own limits. Mm-hmm. But for us as parents, it's our responsibility to help our, our children mm-hmm. to, first of all, us establish limits for them, yeah. but then bring them to the place where they're able to establish their own limits. Yeah. So our goal as parents is not just to get our kids out of the house and then kick them out the door and say, all right, do whatever you want. Yeah. No, it's to guide their thinking. It's to guide their self-discipline mm. you know with the holy spirit's help it's yeah. really not self-discipline it's spirit discipline yeah but uh, the the first step to that is limits yeah. so to decide you know if you look at statistics about the use of social media and cell phones among young people yeah it will blow your mind i mean eight oh, yeah. to eleven hours a day oh yeah wow and i've i've looked at kids teenagers before and it's like 15 and 16 hours a day yeah and like it goes up to that excessive like that's that's the whole time you're awake. Yes. You sleep for eight hours. You're on your phone literally every minute of the time you're awake. And that's staggering when you think about it's, it. Yeah. So like we talked about last time in terms of addiction, I mean, we've got so many social media junkies yeah. walking around out yeah. here and they're just hooked on it. And you really, you start to see the impact that it has on their life. Yeah, for sure. And so limits are a way for us to say, Hey, we're going to, we're going to enjoy this. We're going to engage in the the blessings of this like we talked about in the first episode but we're going to put some caps on the time that we spend and of course we're going to put some hard caps on the content that we Hmm. engage in yeah because even in you know the most kind of harmless of settings on facebook on twitter um there is the presence of of sinful content oh for sure i mean you can be scrolling through something on a in our, I'm looking at our church Facebook page, and all of a sudden this ad comes up mm-hmm. for something that is, you know, at, at a glance tells you, hey, this is sinful, this yeah. is wrong. Yeah. And so, especially for our kids, oh yeah, you know, we give them. It's really, if you think about it, in terms of of driving a car, mm. you'd never toss your, you know, they can take driver's ed at 14 and a half, right? Never toss your 14 and a half year old the car keys and say, all right, yeah. there's the car, there's the keys, figure it out. Yeah, we'd never do that. No. There's too much at stake oh, for, sure. for us to do that. But we'll give them a phone or yeah. an iPad or a device with all these apps on it and say, "All right, here you go. Have a good time. Be safe out there." Yeah. And uh, there's incredible pitfalls that they can oh, yeah. can fall into. And even when they start out innocently, mm. there's these little hooks, these little yeah. temptations that that sneak in. That if we don't help them deal with. Man, they can slide down a slippery slope yeah, very sure. quickly and be be stuck in a pit. Oh yes, that is is very tough to get out of. Yeah. So I think the the fact that we set limits not just on time but on content, but that we also engage with this together. Yeah. So I think as a parent, this is going to sound really extreme, 
But as a parent, you ought to have access to your kids' social media accounts. Absolutely. So that means that doesn't mean that you're snooping on every little tidbit of, of interaction that they engage in. No. But you've got to have regular intervals, whether it's every day, every couple of days, twice a week, where you're monitoring what they're doing and you have full access. Yeah. And so kids are going to resist that. They hate that. Yeah. <laughs> and you know why? Cause they're sinful yeah. just like us. Yeah. So it's our job to, uh, to be who we're supposed to be as parents. Yeah. And so we've got to, the shepherd doesn't sh- send the sheep down this dark side path and say, all right, we'll just go uh, wander a little bit and I'll yeah. catch you later. No, he's right there monitoring, following behind, making sure that that things are safe. Yeah. Cause that's what we got to do as parents. We've got to, mm. to get down there with our kids, just like driving a car. Yeah. You know, it starts with them watching you drive a car. Mm. So maybe a good introduction to these different social media avenues should be through parents. Yeah. Us saying, hey, hey, I hear there's this new app available or this new feature. Let's let's look at it together. Yeah. And it really becomes an opportunity for you to grow closer together in relationship. For sure. And, um, you know, of course, there's going to be, because of sin, there's going to be resistance and conflict involved in there. Yeah. But what part of parenting does not have resistance and conflict? <laughs> and so because it's worth it, yeah. because the just like sending them out on the road unprepared to drive can result in terrible consequences, um, there's too much at stake for us not to be involved. Yeah. And so we've got to be. So I think limits, first of all, and then accountability. And you can take that beyond accountability to partnership yeah. of us de- deciding as as parents and children and as a family we're going to do this together. Yeah. And so for a parent that's listening to this, I think we read this and we've talked about this. The wrong approach would probably be absolutely not. This is negative. And that's going to send it maybe down a rebellious state to where they're going to find another way to use it behind the back. So would you say the better way for a parent and teen to approach this is a healthy conversation and limiting how they use it. And the parent has full access to all direct messages, all likes, everything that's posted. And I read something, and I think you would agree with this. A good way to approach it is don't post anything that your parent has not approved. Yeah. Especially for a younger, younger teenager. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, just the fact that they are still kind of forming their view of the world. Yeah. um, They need that guidance. And especially, you know, you look at stories of people who in their 20s now are trying to get jobs, Hmm. but they're prospective employers are seeing the things that they've on posted media. on social media through yeah. their earlier years. This can have some, some serious impacts on your future. Yeah. So absolutely. You got to go along with them. And you know, just like, even though there are dangers, just like we would say, Hey, driving a car can be risky, right? Yeah. You can get killed driving a car, mm. but we still teach our kids how to do it responsibly and do it well, because we know that there are great benefits yeah. to be having that ability to go out and, and learn how to operate a vehicle so I think we kind of have to view it the same way. I think so. I think if we say across the board social media is evil, my children will never engage in it, hmm. then we're depriving them of not just the blessings of it, but the opportunities of it, like yeah. we talked about in episode one. Yeah. The opportunities to to be Jesus hmm. to the world through social media. Yeah. And so uh, I think there is there is the impulse on the part of parents to just say, all right, we're never going to engage in that. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think that's what we're called to. I yeah, think I we're, think so. We are called to be a part of redeeming the culture, yeah. not condemning the culture. Jesus did yeah. not come to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Yeah. And so that should be our objective and our posture as we go through this with our kids. Yeah. So what would you say to the parent and to the teenager that's already, they haven't started out that way, and maybe the teenager has went down a side of social media that they shouldn't. So what, what's the first steps in restoration in that process? Yeah. I think 
obviously it's much easier to start from the perspective, hey, we're going to implement these principles right from the beginning. For but sure. I understand for a lot of people, they're already far down the road. Yeah. So it's kind of like pulling the weed when the roots are very shallow yeah. versus pulling the weed when the roots are very deep. The, the weed should still be pulled up, Yeah. but it's going to be a lot tougher. Yeah. It's going to be a lot more painful. So here's, I think the, the thought to remember is doing this the right way is going to be worth it. Yeah. So no matter what the pain is, no matter what kicking and screaming it causes, yeah. it's worth it to make this thing right. I think so. So from that perspective, I would say, parents, roll up your sleeves yeah. and and jump in there. Yeah. So it doesn't need to start. You don't need to drop a bomb on them and say, all right, I've decided everything you've ever done on social media is bad and we're just yeah. going to blow it up and start over. Start with a conversation. Yeah. You say, hey, I've been thinking about all the different things that, that you use and that we use to communicate and, and start it from the, a positive perspective. Hey, what are some good things that you've experienced yeah. using social media? And then bring it to, hey, is there, have, have there been any things that, that you have seen that are harmful on social media? Mm. Bring it more personal. Have you engaged in any kind of behavior or have yeah. you been a consumer of, of any kind of content that's sinful? Mm. And start a conversation. So we don't want to just come in, you know, guns a blazing, sword, yeah. swords flashing, and just uh, leave blood and guts everywhere. Yeah, uh, we want to be careful, but and and understanding that we're doing this out of a position of love and concern. Yeah, you know, we're not our child's enemy. Mm. We're not coming in to ruin their lives, even though yeah. they can perceive they it, can that way. it that way. Yeah, we're coming in to rescue them. Yeah, from things that we see as a threat to them, mm. and so um, that'll be difficult for them to process at first. Yeah, but I think if they know how much you truly care about them yeah. and that you have their best interest at heart. Here's a good thing that, that I've learned. And I shared this with our parents a couple of years ago. Um, practice your, I'm not shocked face. Hmm. So when you do open up the conversation for your kids to share things with you that they've encountered or that yeah. they've done, um, try not to look shocked about it. Yeah. Try to be understanding. And a lot of times part of the wisdom of dealing with issues like this yeah. is to be able to not address it all at once, mm. but to to listen to them, mm. to process it, and then to step away a little bit to yeah. say, hey, I appreciate you sharing this with me. Let's pray, and then tomorrow let's talk about this again. Mm. It really gives you a chance emotionally to settle down. Yeah. So you may pray and you may send them to their room and then you go to your room and scream, yeah. you know, but it really does give you a chance to kind of let the emotions wash over you, mm. but then to let the Holy Spirit and the truth yeah. and the reason of it take root. And it, it, I think as parents, you can have a deeper, closer relationship with your children yeah. through a horrible mistake yeah. that you wouldn't have had if that horrible mistake had never occurred. Yeah. And so even the blessing in that is just part of God's redemption. For sure. And so you spoke to the parents there. Let me speak to the teenagers really quick. Uh, some data we were looking at says 24% think that it's completely negative. Yeah. And so that social means media. Social media. Yeah. And so 31% thinks it's positive. 45% said they don't have any impact, positive or negative, on social media. They just use it. Yeah. And so that 24%, I just want to talk through some of those points really quick as to why they think it's negative. Some said it's easier to spread hate to a large audience. 
Uh, it's, it makes people more comfortable with being cruel. Mm-hmm. People hurt each other because of what they see on social media. It gives a false picture of others' lives. And yeah. so we're going to talk about that at the closing of this episode. But it causes people to neglect real-life relationships. It distracts people from important tasks like doing homework. It causes them to succumb to peer pressure. And it can lead to psychological issues or drama. And so, teenager today, if you're listening to this and, and you say, well, social media is so good in my life, I want to encourage you to make a list. Uh, what's the good? And also think what can be bad about this. And then maybe go to your parent and have a healthy conversation with them about the good things you use social media for. And maybe you're not even using it for the negative, but some things you've maybe seen in a friend's life or just on a page that you don't go to, but how you've seen it be negative in your life. And that way you can have a healthy relationship with social media and with your parent also. Yeah. I think it's good for them to go through, you know, we were talking with our family last week about uh, 2 Corinthians 13, 5, examine mm-hmm. yourselves, yes. whether you be in the faith. Yeah. So examine your social media activity. Yeah. And maybe they can be a part of the redemption process for a friend yeah. you know, who's struggling. So maybe yeah. you dealing with your difficulties can can help and bless somebody else for as sure. a young person. So I think a lot of content here for parents and teens. Is that'll go us into the la- one of the last questions. Ultimately, social media in a lot of our lives, and not just young, it takes top priority. Yeah. And so how does that relate to our spiritual condition as Christians? Yeah, I think because it, of the addictive nature of it that we talked about, yeah. just the immersive nature of it, it really becomes an issue of idolatry. Mm. Um, thinking about how we're how we're supposed to relate to the Word of God, to our relationship with Jesus, it's supposed to be, you know, He's our first love, yeah, as, sure. as He talks about in Revelation 3. Yeah. And we're supposed to... He says in uh, Psalm 119, 97, I believe it is, yeah. we're sp- he's supposed to be our meditation all the day. Mm, yeah. He's supposed to be the one, and his word is supposed to be the truth that we constantly process and and dwell on. Yeah. So a lot of times these even good social media diversions mm. uh, become a great distraction yeah. to what's most important to us. Yeah. So if, if as a young person you wake up in the morning and the first thing that your mind and your heart desires to do is to mm. check the feed to see what everybody has posted to check all the stories and your first desire is not to seek the Lord. Yeah. Then I think that's evidence that you've left your first love for sure. And so it becomes a God for us. It becomes something that we worship. Yeah. You know, you have opportunities throughout your day, maybe to, and I kind of, this is, I don't want to use crude examples on your show here, but uh, (laughs) you go to the bathroom through the day, right? And so usually typically, even though this is gross, this is a whole different scientific study. Typically your phone goes in the bathroom with you. Yeah. So that could be an opportunity to work on, for example, memorizing scripture. Mm. So I'm kind of occupied there for a minute or two or yeah. longer. Yeah. And I've got an opportunity to, to reflect and practice the memory verses I've been working sure. on. I've also got the opportunity to pull up Instagram and mm. scroll through everybody's stuff. Yeah. So when the first reflex becomes social media and not the word of God yeah. and not prayer, Psalm 55, 17, at evening and morning and noon, will I pray? Yeah. So we're supposed to have this regular daily pattern of prayer in our lives. Yeah. But I'm afraid, even as followers of Jesus, we replace that commitment with a commitment to, mm. as a follower of whoever else we're following on, yeah, for sure. on social media. And so it becomes an issue of, of idolatry, and it becomes an issue of, of first love. Yeah. Is Jesus my first love, or am I quickly giving my heart and my mind away to other things? Yeah. I think that's, that's really true. And you see that, especially with, like, teenagers that go to camp. I mean, they'll give their passwords to people. Yeah. Like, I can't lose this streak, or I've got to 
people's got to right. stay up and that's another part and what's of what's going on in my life and things like that. Yeah. And so it does. It becomes a, a major priority in the lives of teenagers and in the lives of parents. I mean, you see, you see, you scroll Facebook. It's not just teens. It's people posting their every minute of every yeah. day on Facebook and on on social media yeah. and stuff like that. And so it really becomes. What is our first love? What is our worshiping? Who is our idol here? Are we still putting Jesus at the forefront of our life? Yeah. Is he what we wake up and is he what we desire? Is the word what we want to crave? Yeah. Or is it, what are people saying this morning? That's it. Who liked my post? Uh, who watched my story? And so what is it? And so ask yourself that today if you're listening to this. If you're on social media, and you probably are, um, what kind of hold does it have on you and in, in your life? Is Jesus the one who has redeemed you, the one that has bought you with his own blood? Is he your first priority? Is he your love right now? Or is it some app? Is it something that you want to just scroll on? And so there's a lot of healthy things to social media, but also a lot of times, like anything else, it can take our time, it can take our priorities to where we should be giving that to Jesus and his word. Mm-hmm. And it can take root in our life and grow, and we don't even realize it. And so maybe that's a healthy conversation we need to have with ourselves, is what is social media to us yeah. right now? So maybe the first point spiritually is our relationship with Jesus. But then the secondary point, just like he says, love the Lord your God, but yeah. also love your neighbor. Yeah. How our social media activity and habits uh, affect other people yeah. and our view of other people. Mm. I read a statistic studying for this that in normal conversation, face-to-face conversation, yeah. we talk about ourselves about 30% of the time. Mm. In social media conversation, we talk about ourselves 80-plus percent of oh, the yeah. time. That's, yeah. So it becomes a me focus instead yeah. of an others focus. Yeah. And it becomes this, and really, you know, you, we've talked about this, teenagers who bear this burden mm. of, I've always got to keep everybody up to date on what's yeah. going on with me. And even deeper issue, I've always got to portray and maintain this image of myself yes. that I want people to see. Yeah. And so I want people to view me in this this kind of glowing way that, yeah. that makes me kind of super person. And I mean, wow, what kind of responsibility is that for a young for teenager sure. yeah. to have to to bear the burden of this image yeah. that they've built, but it's really not the real them. Yeah. And uh, even even when they share their struggles a lot of time, it's just kind of, it really is just a, a different way of drawing yeah. attention to themselves. For sure. And it becomes self-glorification. Yeah. Um, a truth that I learned as I was, you know, being taught about this over the last few years, is that we use these platforms a lot of times to beautify ourselves. And yeah. you see these these uh, feature these filters yeah. that that people use to make themselves look more beautiful mm. in what they post. Yeah. And the spiritual truth to that is, it's not our job to beautify ourselves. No. Right? Yeah. It's Jesus' job to beautify yeah. ourselves. He, he covers our sin. Yeah. He covers our flaws. So he has this robe of righteousness yeah. that takes all of our shortcomings and just covers them up and makes them beautiful yeah. before God. And so in a in a way we are we're shortchanging the Lord. Yeah. Because he died for us. He paid the price to redeem us and he wants to make us beautiful yeah. and acceptable. And yet we're turning to other avenues to make ourselves look more appealing and acceptable yeah. to the world at large. Mm. Let Jesus do what he's supposed to do, yeah. what he desires to do yeah, for, for sure. you, to cover your flaws and to, to make yeah. you... I mean, if you're acceptable to God the Father, yeah. my goodness, who else do you need to please? I know, that's right. You know? Yeah. And so I think it's very easy for, for all of us, but especially young people, 
to fall into this image trap. And all, and it's not just trying to portray this image of themselves. It's always this comparison to other people. Hmm. So I've, you know, well, if I'm going to post something, I've got to, I've got to kind of be better and, and on par with, and maybe even one up yeah. the other people who are, who are doing these things. For sure. And it becomes just very detrimental to their, their view of themselves, their view of others. Yeah. And uh, their view of Jesus. Yeah. And so I think that'll wrap it up here as we close with the major topic and what this podcast was supposed to be about and why we're tying it in with this series, which is teenagers and adults and and young people, uh, their worth and their identity. A lot of times we try to find and we try to look at someone on Instagram and say, well, that person is successful, so I've got to look like that person. Or that person has it all, so I've got to be that person and how I act, what I say, and how I dress. And so that's where we really find the root of this cause and social media playing such a huge impact on teenagers comparing themselves to people. And at the end of the day, like you said, Christ is the one that cleans us up. And so we don't need to use a filter. We don't need to use social media to portray something that we're not. And so a lot of times this comparison game, it fuels us so much to where we fall into a state of depression. We get mental illnesses. Um, we start trying to lose weight in ways that we shouldn't lose weight. And we start trying to simply be someone that Christ has not called us to be at the end of the day. And that can become very dangerous. And so I think something that we need to do in our lives and and adults and young people and everyone is understand the standard for life is not social media. The standard for life is not some supermodel or the standard for life is not uh, an influencer that has all the money. Yeah. But our yeah. standard as Christians is Christ. That's it. And so we are to, First Peter calls us to be holy for I am holy. Yeah. And so we are to try our best to pattern our life after the life of Jesus. And though we can't, I mean, we're sinful. Yeah. We're going to mess up. But if our standard for, for life and how we act and how we portray ourselves is someone on Instagram, then we're never going to live up to who Christ is calling us to be. Yeah. But if our standard for life is Jesus... And, man, look how he lived 33 years on earth as sinless, as perfect. Man, that's the best person that we could ever try to compare ourselves to. Absolutely. And so when we compare ourselves to Jesus, yes, we're going to come short. We're sinful. We're wicked. But as we strive to be more like him, as we grow closer in our relationship to him, I love that his character starts to become our character. Mm. And he starts to rub off on us in ways that we never thought was possible. And so when holiness becomes obvious in our lives, it's Jesus working in us. And it's not us trying to portray ourselves as someone that we're not. And so I think as we close this episode today, one of the major dangers that I'm seeing in the life of teenagers and in life of adults is trying to be someone on social media that they're actually not. And so when we start letting Christ be at the forefront of our life, we don't care really what people think of us. We're worried about what Christ thinks of us and Mm -hmm. how we're pleasing him and obeying him today from his word. And so I think today as we close, it'll be good to not look at what everyone else is saying is success. Look at what God says is success. And he was pleased with Jesus and his obedience and his submission and his perfect living. And he's called us to do the same. And so you say, well, I fail each time I try. And that's true, we fail. But you start with his word. Let his word rub off on you. Let his character become your character. And you today, child of God, just grow closer to Jesus and start in the mornings instead of scrolling through Instagram and seeing who you can compare yourself to today to see if your life is better than theirs no, look at Jesus look at his life look at his word look at what he's he's done for you in 30 uh, 2000 years ago when I mean, he went to a cross he suffered unjustly he suffered the greatest act of injustice this world has ever seen he died a criminal's death as a sinless man and so today when we're all upset with injustice that's going on in our world and we should be we should look at Jesus how he responded to all of that 
and we should allow our response to be the response of Christ. So at the end of the day, let your life, let everything, let it be compared to Christ and not be compared to the world and their sinful habits and what they think success is. Let Jesus and his word define success in your life for how it will be to you. That's good. Anything you want to add to that? Talk about a story. I mean, Jesus posted the most incredible story sure. ever. Yeah. And now he invites you into his story. Yeah. I mean, good night. If we can't get fired up about that. I know. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And so I think we've covered a lot of material. We went longer than we planned in the second episode. But Matt, I thank you so much for being with me today and last week. Absolutely. And I uh, hope this is an encouragement to people. I made the trip all the way across the hallway for you, Travis. Yeah, it was a long walk. Yeah. yeah it was a long walk. So I don't, at this point, have, I don't know if I'll be able to make it back I have to offer not, you a soft drink for compensation it. coming oh, up. Oh, I'll take that. Yeah. That's a deal. Well, thank you guys for tuning in with us today, and we'll look forward to seeing, being with you next week. Have a great Friday, and God bless. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of the I Am Persuaded podcast, please consider subscribing and share with your friends. We pray this is a blessing in your life. God bless.